0: Chris, New Year's Eve, days away, hours away, depending on when you're listening to this, I guess. Yeah. How many, you know how many versions of the New Year's Eve ball there's been in New York City?
1: New Year's Eve ball, like the ball that drops in Times
0: Square? Uh Uh-huh. Seven.
1: Seven? They've been doing it for years, so they use the same ball year over year?
0: I guess. It's just part of a trivia question with my team. I don't even know if it's a real answer or not. But that's what we came up with, a seven. Now you would be thinking about that. If you're uh, hanging out for New Year's, you would be like, you know, this is the seventh iteration. You can use that at the party. I don't need credit or anything. I think it's great that
1: they reuse and recycle the ball every year then.
2: Welcome to Touchpoint, a podcast dedicated to discussions on digital marketing and patient engagement strategies for hospitals, health systems, and physician practices. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into digital tools, solutions, and strategies that are impacting our industry today. We hope to share a lot of great information with you and have fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. Now, here are your hosts.
0: Welcome to Touchpoint. Welcome to episode number 363. The last time of 2023, man, that worked out well. Yeah.
1: 363,
0: 2023. Well folks, that is that's Chris I'm Reed as you well know and we are here one last time this calendar year.
1: We are here one last time this calendar year. I can't believe that we're we're at this point. And by the way, New Year's Eve the date is 12 31 23 or if you want to shorthand it 123123.
0: Well, uh, you can also use that. You don't have to credit Chris. So
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: We're here. This is a fun episode. I know it's holiday season, and so some of you may not be listening to this till till later. But it's a fun time for us to kind of look back retrospectively over the year, uh, both just to see, you know, as we look at how the show performed and things like that, and what was interesting to folks. Try to glean some insights there, topically or otherwise. But also, all of you were nice enough to vote. Got a good number of votes this year on our end-of-year survey, and uh, we're going to kind of go through that today. But before we do, touchpoint.health is the website. Be sure to check it out. Sign up for the TPS report, and uh, we'd love to have you do that. Give you an email every Monday, five articles to start your week. What better way, call it a New Year's resolution, if you will, sign up for the TPS report. So we'll pause here let you do that and then be back with uh, all the festivities again touchpoint.health Chris in today's digital age your online reputation as we all know is crucial with customers relying on online reviews your first impression is also compared directly with your competitors
1: Sure is. And read. consider this, 86% of patients today read online reviews and 73% demand that that healthcare provider has a minimum four-star rating.
0: Demand. They demand it. Yeah, they do. Well, to stand out, choose reputation to help amplify your brand and to build trust. Be the provider of choice in your area, understand patient sentiment, get actionable insights, and even foster patient loyalty.
1: And look, here's the easy way you could do that. All you need to do is go visit reputation.com slash touchpoint. That's reputation.com slash touchpoint, where you can download their healthcare online reputation management guide and build a reputation that performs for you. Reed, I hope you're wearing your tuxedo today because oh, we are the MCs. Here we go. Of the end of the year touchpoint podcast awards or as I like to call them touch point potty awards you say so just don't touch the potty that's the public health message here we're not touching the potty yeah as you mentioned we did have we asked a couple of questions from our audience about our shows and asked them to vote on some of their most favorite episodes and the favorite guests and things like that Mm -hmm. so we're excited to do that we're also going to share a bunch of different facts and and interesting trivia about our show just for those people listening in So if you're uh, tuning in in between the two holidays or enjoying your your New Year's Eve ham or whatever you have, you know, to celebrate the new year, we hope that this episode kind of sits with you nicely and easily. Yes. So without further ado, should we always, you know, in every kind of award show, they always have the non-important awards at the beginning, the ones that really don't matter.
0: Is this the one that was given out during the day, and the people really aren't at the award show?
1: Yeah, they they
0: weren't even deemed
1: worthy enough to show up at the award show. <laughs> yeah. So they sometimes have like still pictures of them getting their award, and they're yeah. you know usually wearing t shirts and you know flip flops or something. But um,
0: yeah, it's like people people that did makeup in a foreign language film or something, you know.
1: Without further ado, then our first question will be. Whose makeup is better? No, just kidding. We're not doing makeup. The first question is one that one of the people that were, that voted on this actually texted me and they said, you're giving us a Sophie's Choice here. How could we answer this question? And that question is, who is the funnier host,
0: Chris or Reed? I think I've lost this every year to this point. I was really happy with the deadpan comedy of Nate Bragazzi and how popular he's gotten I'd have a better shot this year. But I don't know.
1: I don't know, Reed. I I voted for you. I'm just saying. Okay. So, yeah, and by the way, yes, Reed and I were able to vote on on these. So, put a little thumb on the scale. I did vote for you, but let's go ahead. Let's drum roll, please. Let's announce the winner. I won. I guess people feel I'm the funniest the funniest host. Others have said you two are like chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. I guess you have to be the chocolate in that case, and I'll be the peanut butter.
0: I don't know. I'm good moving on from this question, though.
1: Well, you know what, Reed? I think you're the funniest host. So <laughs> if, if it's any consolation, and you are you only talk to me every week, so that's all that matters. Well, with that, let's move on to some stats about um, our listeners.
0: So, Chris, you know, we obviously, uh, like any good digital marketer would you know have analytics as they like to call them in the industry on our podcasts so we are going to talk first at the country level that's right this show is international
1: I think we're number one in Bosnia or something aren't we
0: here's the top 10 I'll, I'll go pretty fast uh, but starting at 10 I mean it's a given we all know what one is it's the United States so let's just we'll move we'll move along from that guarantee you won't guess two though all right number 10 France nine. United Kingdom, eight Finland, seven China, China okay, six Japan, five. Here's the top five: India, okay, Canada,
1: Canada. I thought would be number two.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. It's four, folks. Okay, because the Germans love us in three.
1: Little respect to my my mother's heritage, right there. I think it's because I, I subtly infuse a little German into every every show that we do. I love that. But they're only number 3.
0: Yeah, the SEO is working. All right, number 2, Singapore. Oh. By like a decent amount.
1: Wow. How about We're that? Big in Singapore. I guess. Well, hi to all of our Singaporean listeners.
0: It's Singaporean? Is that how is that it? I don't know. I better hope it is. Yeah, who knows? Or that number's gonna go way down for next year. United States obviously is number one, but most specifically, we ought to go back and look at this from year to year, honestly. Top ten states okay. in the United States, right? In the United yeah. States. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Number 10, Illinois. Number nine, Ohio. Eight is Wisconsin. We're big in the Midwest here. Seven,
1: Colorado. Ooh, okay. Colorado. I like Colorado. That's where I used to live. Yeah. So maybe it's people I used to know. Six, Indiana. Oh, Midwest
0: again. Love yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, we're just got it blanketed. Okay. Top five. Okay. Tennessee.
1: Well, that's where you're
0: living in. It's where I am. And, and there's a lot of, and I, I don't listen to the show, so it's not like I'm biased in these numbers. So, but there's a lot of hospitals here. Number four, Florida. Seems like they've always been high on the list, and three is Texas, two is Minnesota. So Texas and Minnesota, Florida, they've all kind of been high, right? Number one, I'm not sure this has ever been number one before, and I don't really understand it, but guess who's not on the list? New York is not here. California, not here.
1: Missing from the top 10, yeah, wow.
0: Number one, Virginia. Virginia! Virginia! Wow, we're huge in DC. Have we been doing a lot of advocacy based topics? I don't think we have I think we need to we need to start changing the guess, of our show. I guess I don't really know in spite of it
1: Well, there you go. Well, hello to all my fellow Virginians I used to live there many years ago and traveled out there recently for the the Schmidt conference last year So we'll have to do more advocacy stuff
0: Yes, so I guess so
1: Rose Glenn from Michigan Medicine, and many others. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting platform. This podcast series is brought to you by Graystone.net, Bowstring, and Touchpoint Media.
0: What's next on the list?
1: Well, next on the list, Reed. I think you've pulled some stats about people's listening habits. And I have some of it too. So let me share a little bit what I've learned from listening habits. Because as part of our end of the year survey, we also asked, what other types of podcasts do you listen to? And I gave them a bunch of different categories. They span a variety of different types of categories. Number one, by far, is business and technology. The people that listen to our show listen to business and technology podcasts. Number two, though, which surprised me, Sports and recreation were the number two category of people listening into our show. Okay. So they, they profess. And then can you guess what number three is? Crime. Crime is in there, but it's not at the top. Arts and entertainment is number three. Number four, news and politics. Number five, health and wellness. Surprisingly, that's where it fell into. Then comes true crime. Then comes games and hobbies. And then lastly, kids and family. So I guess we're not a family show.
0: It's not. I mean, I'd listen to our show with headphones on. So
1: yeah, just in case there's any NSFW content.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Okay. Well, you have some other stats about people listening in.
0: I do a couple of other stats before we get on to some of the bigger, bigger awards here. Time of day of the download. So when do people actually listen to the show? Now, for the loyal listeners, and and Chris, you can verify this, the majority of the time the show comes out pretty early on a Wednesday.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Number one download time is 6 a.m. on Wednesday. This is central time, 6 a.m. Wednesday. So you get a good amount of Wednesday, but we also, oddly, there's two time slots That are I guess heightened download times versus some others, right? So you see some stuff like four o'clock on a Monday. Well, maybe that's a commute thing, you know? Yeah, sounds like it. Like that, right? Yeah. We also have nine o'clock p.m. on Tuesdays and Fridays.
1: Oh, Fridays! Yeah. Wow. I guess we're part of some people's Friday evening
0: activities. Yeah, we're heading into the weekend. You know something to listen to, and they mow the grass on Saturday mornings. I don't know.
1: Wow, I'm surprised that at nine o'clock on on Friday is the one that surprised me the most.
0: Also, you know, a decent little uptick on Monday nights at eleven p.m. Again, I don't know. Don't really get it. That is for people who have trouble sleeping. I'm certain. I that. guess certainly. How are those people downloading it? Like to oh. where? So we're going to go kind of in in, uh, in order of, of importance uh, because it gets kind of interesting, right? There's a few things on here. There's one in particular I'll call out, but it's not so much the order they're in, but it's the growth percentage relative to some of these platforms. So the number one way people listen to our show is via Apple, Apple Podcasts. By like a lot, so they're the first and third place on the list because of the way it kind of breaks it apart with some iOS devices. Anyway, it's it's a technology related thing with on the Apple side, so they take up slots one and three. Number two on the list is Chrome, a Chrome browser, uh, which is interesting. People listed on a desktop. Mm-hmm. Overcast is uh, four, which is a which is an app. Safari is next on the list. So Safari and Chrome both. So we got a fair amount of browser-based listeners. Yeah. And then we have things like Google Podcast on Android. We've got Spotify here on the list. Firefox. A lot of Firefox users listen to the show. I, I think there's some people still
1: use Firefox for sure.
0: Okay. Well, uh, what I will say is all of it seems relatively logical, but number eight on the list, which I have not mentioned yet, Up 300% this year, Facebook. What? Yeah. Facebook as an OS? I don't know. I don't know how they're listening to it. I don't know how the show got there, but people listening via Facebook.
1: People listening to podcasts in Facebook. Wow.
0: going to have to drill down on that a little bit, but I'll tell you up 300%. Now, the other big movers, if you will, Safari up 100%. 122 percent chrome is up 18 percent, but up 137 percent google podcast on android kind of interesting how do you listen to podcasts on facebook yeah i don't know i'm gonna be distracted now the rest of the recording
1: well we're gonna put a link in the show notes because there's an article that that's called you can't listen to podcasts on facebook but don't tell that to lots of listeners because now they're (laughs) actually tracking facebook as a platform for podcast distribution there you go. Okay. Well, okay. So that's some interesting stats read. Now let's turn to our second potty award or touch potty award. No, don't touch potty.
0: I'd like us to stop saying it <laughs> honestly. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay.
1: We asked our listeners to vote on their top three favorite guests. So this isn't just one, it's the top three. Okay. So I'm going to give you the ranking of the top three, yes. but there was a uh, quite a fair number of people that were actually made the top ten list. Right? So, of the top guests, like Eric Qualman, Aaron Patzer from Vital IO, Jeff Fallon from Evidian, came on when he was talking about patient access in the room. Steve uh, and Jonathan from Cast and Hugh, that was yeah. one of the, from last year, week's episode, one of the your favorite interviews. And even the ones that I picked from last year, or sorry, from last week, which was Matt and Christian, were in the, in the running, right? They're all runners up because of our votes, of our guests, I'm going to go the top three down. Coming in at number three, the third most favorite guest of the year is our good friend Sam Searing from Epic. Oh, there he is! He was on a couple times this year because you met with him during a. Are you actually had an interview with him when you were at HMPs? That's right. And as part of that interview at HMPs, you had someone else on that made the number two slot, and that is Ben Texter from Digital Health Solutions. Hey, how about that?
0: Yeah, man, a lot of a lot of involvement from HMPs here early. That's early right. In the, uh,
1: Early in the rankings. Now, I will say that there was a tie for number two, though, Reed. So, technically, there are four people in the top three. Uh Uh-oh. Who also tied for second place is our good friend Cynthia Newton. Oh, there you go. She came on in in the episode 337 to talk about provider data is still a challenge for health systems. But the number one voted guest of 2023 is... Alan Shoebridge from Providence Hey, all right. He joined us recently about why is AI suddenly all over the place. Now, Alan is well known in our space. You know, he's a regular contributor to all of the different conferences that are out there. And in fact, I had a chance to reach out to Alan and congratulate him in person about him being voted as the top favorite guest of 2023 So let's take a brief pause here. We'll listen to that. And then we'll be back to share more stats and uh, also reveal the last award of the year. I'm sitting here with the 2023 Touchpoint Guest of the Year, Alan Shoebridge. Alan, you are the uh, Associate VP at Providence Health. You are a regular uh, guest on our show. You've been on our show a couple of times before. And you're very well known across the industry as being an expert. So it's no wonder that when we asked our listeners to vote for the the best interview of the year, they picked yours. Congratulations.
2: Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's a great uh, honor. It's a great way to end the year. And makes me think a lot about just a wonderful community of people that you know. I've been able to meet, people like you and others who are just out there trying to spread the word about you know, what's going on in our industry and how we support each other. And so I think when I think about this and, you know, getting recognized for something like this, it's really, it's really about the community that's been built, you know, people I've been able to have some great relationships with and, you know, we uh, share stories and share um, ideas. And, you know, I think that's so much of the power of like this community and and where your podcast reaches them. And so I think it's just a great reflection of uh, the community I'm I'm fortunate to be part of.
1: And you are a, a really active participant in furthering conversations in this community, so it's not just our podcast, you're on other podcasts, you're you prolific, you write on, like quite regularly on LinkedIn, you post really interesting posts, you curate content, you really are contributing a lot to the space. And so, you know, I, I turn to you a lot too to, to get a sense of what's happening, what are the trends this year, you joined our show back in September to talk about AI. And really give us a kind of a a pragmatic approach to how you address AI and generative AI in your organization and how health systems should be doing that. I think that's a valuable perspective. In fact, you and I are going to be speaking about that in uh, the upcoming Healthcare Marketing and Physician Strategy Summit in April, aren't we?
2: Yeah, it's, you know, I, I kind of... I'm amazed by the fact when we think back, you know, basically in November of last year in 2022, I was always thinking a little bit about AI, but I certainly wasn't using any AI tools. And then, you know, as ChatGPT sort of came out of nowhere, at least for me, I know there's a lot of other people that, you know, are much more in the know about that industry and stuff, but, you know, really came out of nowhere. And, you know, the last year has been kind of a learning process of where does this work and, and not work and just bridging out, I think, you know, health systems and everyone involved is looking at the way the tools can extend the workforce and support patients. And so it's just been a lot of great, you know, kind of experimentation. And I think cautious, like I, I feel like my journey has been that I'm cautiously optimistic about this with maybe like a heavy leaning on the caution part too, and just seeing, you know, what it can do. And I've even seen it in my own work that, you know, I'm using the tools on a daily basis, at least to take some of the burden of editing or repurposing content or some of those things. So I think there's a lot um, that's happening here. And I think when I first saw it, you know, there was a lot of panic of like, oh, my gosh, this is going to replace all our jobs and all our content creating jobs. And what I've really come to learn over the last year is that it's an augmentation of what we do. It's an assist, but there's a a long way to go. But it's been exciting. It's been a really I can't think of another time where something has advanced so much in the period of one year. It's not all AI,
1: right? There's a whole bunch of other things that you're keeping your pulse on. In the space. So as the honorary guest of the year for 2023, yes, there is a smoking jacket that we're going to send you. uh, (laughs) Just kidding. I'd love to get your perspective on what are some of those things in 2024 that you're going to keep an eye out for?
2: Well, I think the biggest issues facing our industry, well... You know, as we're recording this right now, like, you know, what's COVID doing and all that, is that going to be bringing the volumes back in terms of, like, making it difficult to manage? And that's happening right now. You know, we're getting that winter bump, you know, so is that going to, continue? where's that going? You know, I, I mentioned that because I think the biggest singular focus for just about anyone working in healthcare is the workforce. Trying to reduce the strain on those, the people who are providing, you know, care I'm trying to even manage the workload for people in our professions, like in communication and marketing. And so it's that workforce because I, I, you cannot adequately serve patients or the community. If you have a workforce that is burned out, stressed, you know, stretched way too thin. So trying to do everything we can, you know, and you know, we just mentioned AI, but there's a lot that AI can do in helping, you know, augment the workforce, um, managing schedules, things like that, even for some of the clinical staff. So, you know, for me, I, I really do feel it all starts with the workforce. Um, got to shore that up, and if we don't do that, we're going to have a really hard time, you know, providing the right services and and just seeing that recovery. The recovery, and you know, in terms of like access and finance and everything, has been slow, and we've got to shore up the workforce. I think that's the number one priority, honestly.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you on that. And you know, there is a role uh, me being the digital guy. I always feel there's a role in this. We can use digital technologies, generative AI, and others to help augment and make people's existing work life that much better. But at the end of the day, right, healthcare is, I agree with you, healthcare is a people-to-people business, right? It's caring. It's We care about one another. We help one another. You're right. I think that's the number one pressing thing. I always want to use these interviews as a way to not only acknowledge you for all the the thinking that you have around the space, and the industry, but Alan, you and I know each other on a personal level. And so if you're up to it uh, as part of this interview today, maybe I can uh, take you down uh, something I call the three questions with Chris Boyer, which are questions designed to get to know you as an individual person. Would you be up for that? Yeah, I'll give it a shot for sure. Okay, great. And these are totally unscripted. So you've never (laughs) heard these questions before, right? Between you and me, these are completely new. So here we go. So the first question I'm going to ask you is, what is your favorite social media account today and
2: why? Well, I really do enjoy LinkedIn. Um, I think it offers the best blend of kind of like a, a personal and professional. And I've met so many good people there too. I'll go back to what I was talking about at the start of our conversation is that community, right? So I've built the best community and something that, you know, I feel like is both a give and take When give things out and people also reciprocate and I can learn from them. So I've enjoyed that. I think it's been the most beneficial for building great uh, personal connections, uh, meeting people who I first encountered online and LinkedIn, but actually met them in real life, you know, for some you know, good uh, friendships there. And so I really like that. I think for me, it's a, I love that blend of, of personal and professional. And the only challenging thing uh, about LinkedIn is they just change how the site works so often that trying to keep uh, ahead of it, especially from a content production perspective, can be challenging. But that's my go to site for sure.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. I don't know if you've tried out. Are you a LinkedIn premium member? They're offering now AI AI tools to help you write posts better and, you know, respond to people better, which I I, I feel is like maybe they're leaning in too much on the uh, changes and the advancements. But uh, I don't know what your perspective is on that.
2: Well, I have seen them. It's funny because I am not a fan of the AI to write your post because, again, the value to me for, for being on LinkedIn is knowing that when content's put out there, like there's lived experience behind it. If you're offering advice on how to do something that you actually know it, to me, I, I, I like the authenticity and I feel the same thing with the comments. Like, you know, I want to I want to know the comments coming from someone. I'd rather have someone just say, hey, great post than three or four sentences are generated by AI. I just think that the authenticity factor right now is is where you get the value in the platform. I understand why, you know, they want to lean into AI to, to generate more content, but I think it degrades those personal connections a bit. And that's where I like, just get so much value. And, you know, I've tried their functionality of like, you know, you, you put a post and it says rewrite with AI yep, yep. and I have not liked the rewrites anytime I've, I've said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try it, but I have not used the rewrite feature to actually post something.
1: hundred percent agree with you. hundred percent agree with you. So, but you know, that's not going to stop all those people on the, uh, in, in the in-mail, uh, salespeople that are going to try to reach out to you using AI generated <laughs> sales pitches, I guess. So Ah well, what are we gonna do? It's LinkedIn. That's the challenges <laughs> with social media. Okay, you ready for question number two? Yeah. Okay. You in your job, I'm sure you hold a number of meetings with your team and others. What is your favorite meeting icebreaker?
2: Oh, it's a good question. It's kind. Of, I mean, I kind of like the whole a couple of true things and one lie. I guess it's two two truths and a lie, right? So I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. I know that's kind of old fashioned, but. I like that sometimes it's really hard to tell and you know, they're all interesting to see what people pick. So I enjoy that. I, I always, I have a good one. Uh, I won't say it because then people will know it if they're ever an icebreaker. with me, I was going to ask you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. I, I have a really good true one that sounds like a lie. So uh, it's fun. I enjoy it from a personal perspective and I, you know, I am not someone who's huge on like icebreaker type activities, but I like that one.
1: Okay. Well, you know, two truths and the lie is always a go-to a good old standard. It's it's almost as good as the, uh, if you had one superpower, what would it be?
2: Right. Yeah, that, that's a
1: tough one. That is a tough one. Well, let me ask you that. Since you won't tell us your truth and a lie, if you had one superpower, what would it be?
2: I'm always fascinated with the, like, could you be invisible? It either comes down to that one or flying, like just flying yourself. I don't know. Those, those two are like 1A one, one and 1B for me. <laughs>
1: There are some websites that kind of speculate, depending on how you answer that question, your psychological state. So um, I would encourage you not to choose that because
2: being invisible is a little creepy for some. Yeah, people. I know. That's the thing is that's why like I wouldn't use it for that purpose, but I know it sounds that way. So maybe I'm going to go with flying. Let's just go. with OK,
1: bike. let's go with flying. I love it. I love it. That'll get you away from riding your bike everywhere, though. So.
2: That's true. Well, I could do both. You could fly on your bike, right? Well, you know, I could bike when I want to, and if I if I really need to get somewhere quickly, I'll, I'll fly.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay, last question. Question number three. Share the name of a very influential book, business or otherwise, Ooh. that has you know
2: changed your life. Yeah, the book I really like was called Range, about being uh, the value of being a generalist versus a specialist. And I'm blanking on the the author's name. I feel bad about this. I even kind of wrote a review of the book, but I love that book really just outlined the fact that the value in trying to learn a lot of different things. And also, you know, for people who want to progress in a career, sometimes, you know, a specialist really kind of, on. if you know how to do one thing, it boxes you in. But if you know how to do a lot of things, you could do it really well. And, you know, there's that whole quote of like, you know, uh, it's better to be a, Master of, of none than a master of one, whatever that. I'm trying to think. Yeah, about. yeah. Exactly yeah. To go, but then it said part of the original quote too is that you know it really is better to to know it to have a little bit of everything, um because there's so much value in that. So I love that book. I think it came out maybe about four or five years ago. I think the art the author is David Epstein. I think maybe that's it. Range, but great book. Great book. I've never read that. I'll
1: have to put that onto my Kindle list. There, range why generalists triumph in a specialized world. Yeah, it's a great, great book. That's a great recommendation. There you go. See, people tune into the show to know not only you as a, a thought leader in the space, but also get to know you a little bit, uh, Alan. And I appreciate you sharing your answers to those questions.
2: Yeah, I love it. It wasn't too hard. I got a little nervous there. I wasn't sure what you're
1: going to ask, but uh, those were great. <laughs> Well, question number four is what's the square root of 89, but,
2: you know. That, yeah, know. math is not my strong suit. I was an English major in college, so I don't answer any math questions. No one told you math was going to be part of today's. I, I you know, I didn't get past the algebra. I was like, that was about my, that was about my topping out in math. Well, you
1: know, <laughs> once again, I have to say congratulations, Alan, for being the guest of the year, but also your general contributions to our space. I really appreciate you know, you being part of this industry, getting to know you, I'm looking forward to speaking with you at conferences and we'll put links to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. We encourage everybody to go join and learn more about you and we're going to get you back on the show really soon too. Is that
2: all right? Sounds great. Thanks, Chris. And thank you for everything you do. I know your content is so valuable. I enjoy it. And I know that, like I said, it, it really helps that community of people connect and think about issues that really matter what we're dealing with. So I, I appreciate what you guys do.
1: Well, thank you so much, Alan. Have a great uh, rest of the year and a good 2024. Sounds great. Thanks.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Well, very cool. Congratulations to Alan. Certainly been a great contributor and uh, excited uh, about what he's doing there and the, the uh, insight he brought to the show. All right, let's now uh, shift gears a little bit. We're going to start talking about some episodes and which ones people like and all that kind of fun stuff. But part of uh, what you told us was, well, how did you even find out about it in the first place? And uh, Chris, I think you've got a little bit of that, that info in front of you.
1: Yeah, that came from our listeners survey that we did. We actually asked, how did you hear about the Touchpoint
0: podcast?
1: Funny enough, we had a number of people say they found out about us through search engines. Okay. You know, must've Googled the show. Yeah. Found us of those people who said they found out about us from search engines. They actually have been listening to our show for more than two years. So we must have had some really good SEO a couple of years ago, Reed.
0: I guess so. Now it's just all about Facebook. I so. guess so.
1: Well, well, speaking of that, social media came in. Social media is actually a really great way where we're able to f- to f- find new fans. In fact, of the people that uh, said they found out about us through social media, more than half said they are new listeners. They just found out about us in the last year. So I guess our LinkedIn promotions are really working, Reed,
0: There you go. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Social media. Now, at the end of every show, you also say, please refer us to a friend or tell a friend or a colleague about us. That also came in. That came in as the second most prominent way that people found out about us. Little word of mouth. Nice. Good old word of mouth. So that is very important. And incidentally, those people who were recommended by a friend or colleague have been fans recently or long standing fans or listeners of the show. But by far, the number one way that people have heard about our podcast, Reed, can you guess what it is? Hear your pigeon. Hot air balloon. Conference. I'm gonna say conference. Well, maybe, maybe this qualifies. They actually indicated they know us personally. I know the hosts was their reason.
0: Well, there you go. A
1: bunch of friendly faces out there. We must know a lot of people that listen into our show. So uh, apologies to all of our friends to, uh, who are listening in every week. We hope we're keeping you entertained.
0: Yes. Well, building on that, once they found us, Here's a few stats. We talked about people that have been on the show, but let's talk about the shows as a whole. So before we get to you know you, the voters, um, and kind of what you what you rank your your favorite episodes to be, uh, I'm going to turn back here to the numbers. What did they tell us? Well, we're talking about shows that that launched this year, starting on January the fourth. That would be episode 312. All the way through, I guess, not technically today because it wasn't part of the voting, but today's, you know, what, 363? So that's really the kind of what we're talking about here, 312 to, to date. So, Chris, couple of things. One being which episode was downloaded the most. And there were two kind of right there together. So maybe I'll mention both of them. Oddly, they're back to back. And there's a little bit of a drop down to the next couple, and I mean, not a huge drop, but it's there's only three downloads separating these two episodes. Then there's a little bit of a little bit of a dip, right? Okay. To, 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 to okay. slot three, three seventeen has AI jumped the shark. Is the most downloaded episode of the year from February the eighth? I believe you referenced this on last week's show. Second is three sixteen. How does the EMR impact patient experience
1: Interesting.
0: from the week prior, which would have been February the 1st? Those two are the most downloaded. Now, you may be saying, well, sure, it's at the beginning of the year. They are downloaded the most because in aggregate, they've been out on the interwebs longer than the rest of them. Fair point. So let's take a look at which ones were the most popular in the first 24 hours after we launched them. Okay. Different answer. Although I will say AI jumped the shark is number four, if you look at it under this context. 316, how does the EMR impact patient experience? A little further down, I'd say without actually counting, somewhere in the 10 to 12-ish, 14-ish range, something like that. Number one, however, is episode 337, provider data is still a challenge for health systems. The most downloaded in the first 24 hours after release, followed quickly by episode 324, the evolving healthcare marketing tech stack. So, again, that was from June the 28th and subsequently March the 29th. So, uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. But you may be saying, well, like, who knows what's happening that week? I mean, what's the first 24 hours tell you? Fine. One last little stat here before we get to you, the voters. Most downloaded in the first seven days after release. Okay. So that first initial week after we release the show. That is correct. There is a clear winner, although I will say three seventeen, jump the shark number two. Ooh, that's a strong episode. Winner 316, how does the MR impact patient experience? Wow. So I don't know what it was about the first of February and episodes 316 317, but they have these numbers pretty well uh, in hand looking at total downloads for the year, but also the most downloads in the first seven days post that particular episode's release. Wow,
1: that's crazy. I I always love listening to the stats of the first 24 hours versus the first week, and then the overall listen, because... It really paints a, a rich picture of, you know, how people listen to our shows. And you and I keep talking about this, read, right? They They don't just download one episode. Oftentimes, they could download two episodes at a time. Or there may be a run where they just listen all the time. Every week, they're Johnny on the spot downloading the show, so...
0: Let's go to the user voting. And while you're pulling that up, Chris, I will say as a funny aside, the most downloaded show on day four, which would be Saturday. Okay. Episode 345 being strategic, agile, and focused. And I will say those people are awfully focused because they uh, are listening to that particular episode on a Saturday.
1: Yeah, they have to be. Boy, that's the
0: mowing the lawn episode, I guess, right? I guess. I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, yes, you are right, Reed. We have one last award. This is the coveted top episode of the year of 2023 award. <laughs> this is the one, like the best picture, the best podcast award, right? Yes. We had five contenders, of which we mentioned many of them already. Like, for example, how does the EMR impact patient experience?
0: Mm-hmm. Episode
1: 316. That's where we talked a lot about digital patient experience. How do we leverage the EMR? There was episode three thirty two, why first party data needs to come first, where mm-hmm. we talked a lot about first party data, how we're starting to realize how important it is to engage and reengage patients, and even discuss CDPs. At that time, these are all in the top five here that we're talking about. Uh, episode three nineteen from February, are we ready to un Google? Where we talked about how you know the the impacts of the OCR ruling against Google Analytics, and basically broke apart the fact that all the Google tools are starting to be questioned and used in different ways in our space. And you know, we even posed the question, are we ready to move away from Google? How AI jumped the shark is in our top five as well, uh, where we talked about AI and you know, uh, that's been brought up before. And then lastly, there was an episode in January, episode 312, it was titled Everything is the Experience, where we discussed The design and technical elements of a customer experience center and the purpose and ways that organizations can find value by adopting you know a customer experience center so those episodes are in the top five so without further ado i'm going to do a countdown from top five to number one coming in at number five how does the emr impact patient experience coming in at number four everything is the experience number two we actually had a tie in the voting so remember, we had a tie in the top guess at number two. We also had a tie as the top episode by our voters. That was between why first-party data needs to come first, and are we ready to UnGoogle," which naturally leaves as number one the most favorite episode as voted by Touchpoint podcast listeners. Has AI... Jump the shark!
0: There it is. It was voted the top episode. It was it was the top episode uh, by just you, the listeners, uh, by your actions of downloading. So we'll just do that one again this year. We'll just rerun it again on February the eighth or whatever, whatever that Wednesday is, maybe the ninth or something. Anyway, no, I I think that's great. Um, It's it's really fun again to kind of see these numbers. And excited that that you guys uh, uh, liked it, weighed in, took the survey, all that kind of fun stuff. So congratulations to all involved.
1: Okay. Well, so with that, we're going to take a quick pause here. We're going to come back and we're going to just kind of do a wrap up ourselves of this year and a look ahead to 2024 right after this break.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. All right. So, Chris, to, to kind of round out the show, we typically uh, kind of end things with recommendations. Uh, we're doing that, but maybe in a little bit of a different vein. So we're going to make some recommendations relative to, you know, kind of some expectations looking ahead to 24. I'm going to hesitate to call them predictions, uh, but could be that, I guess. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's start throwing out a few things.
1: Yeah, maybe they're like resolutions, right? For the new year, too. Right, oh, you kind of characterize yeah. it that way as well. Yeah. 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 So as we look ahead to 2024, I mean, first of all, you and I are going to be here this year um, coming up. We're going to keep doing our podcast. We love doing that. We've introduced some other additional great episode, or shows to our network. So definitely keep an eye out or listen for those. Um, I'm really having fun, by the way, uh, with that, uh, that show that I'm doing with Ed Bennett called Surprise, It's Not a Toaster. So keep keep that on your on your radar as well to listen to that but you know outside of doing our podcast and the stuff that we're doing some of the things i'm looking forward to like this upcoming year is i really want to i want i really want to get immersed even more so into generally understanding the strategy side of what we're trying to accomplish you and i like to get into the weeds about tacticals tactical things and about technology and things like that but i think that as health systems in the country right now, we're facing with an unparalleled crisis around where we're going to be from a strategic perspective. So strategy to me means really understanding, you know, strategically about where do we think our organization, our industry is going and how can we kind of better steel ourselves for some of those changes, those dynamic changes as we go. So that's one of the things that kind of springs to mind for me, Reed. What, what's one of the things that you want to you want to be looking at looking out to do this year
0: yeah i would say kind of somewhat similar i guess but but you know kind of the culture and leadership side of the equation high functioning teams and you know how you get work done and process and some of that kind of stuff you know i feel very fortunate that i have a lot of subject matter experts and I don't need to be the subject matter expert. It's probably detrimental, quite honestly. You know, how do you set vision and look towards that? So that's something I think in 24, all of us, you know, how do you kind of think through the idea uh, of visioning and then putting that actually into action? That's something I've been spending a lot of time around and kind of trying to think through uh, the future, right? Like where are we trying to end up, right?
1: That's good. That's good. Complimentary to me. Another thing I've been thinking about too, Reed, just started to realize that there are a lot of biases in this industry and how we think about things, how we position things. I see it very clearly when people talk about AI and generative AI, and they're very biased either for or against it, right? Like almost to the point where it's it's hard for them to kind of follow the, the sort of the middle of the road. I myself have fallen into that a little bit about where, you know, I have a strong opinion about something, and it kind of biases my perspective on things. So I'm going to try to make a mindful effort to take in numerous inputs, even things that maybe go against what my own belief system is, to try to kind of balance my uh, perspective on things. That involves a lot of research, it involves a lot of patience. Obviously, it's really hard for us to to read or, or or align with people that maybe don't agree with who who you believe you are. But I think it's well-needed. We have been polarizing as a country for too long. I think it's time for us at, in the industry and, in, you know, even in personal social lives to start to, you know, come together and be a little less biased and more just kind of understanding everybody's perspective. So that's one of the other resolutions or look-aheads that I have for 2024.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I, I think for me, something else I'm kind of looking forward to and, and, and kind of looking towards in 24 is uh, a certain level of of uncertainty, and I don't mean that in a negative fashion, right? I mean, you know, with my team, I've got some additional functional areas that are new to the organization, getting to figure that out and and thinking through. Uh, what that means and how to support that as as an organization, I think is is something fun and really interesting, and I'm um, just looking forward to you know seeing the folks uh, on my team being able to run with some of these topics and and you know serve the communities that we're in. So um, excited to try to help support and, and figure out some of that.
1: I love that. I love that. So I have one third resolution or look ahead for 2024 that I'm going to share here. And it really, it it comes from a variety of things that are happening in my life. Obviously being now my son is becoming one year old and he's becoming more involved with a lot of different activities. I also personally have seen you read kind of emulate this in your life as well. I'm going to do some dedicated time to give back to people, to my community, to help others, to be more philanthropic and not just, I'm not talking just financially, I'm talking about actually dedicating my time, volunteering more time, getting more involved in you know, not only schools and other things like that, right? But you know just helping out my community in general. I think that this is something that we can all benefit from. I have the luxury and the ability to have the free time to do that, and that's that's what I'm going to be doing this this year. I think so. That's that's one last holistic thing I want to look at and kind of put out there into the world. That's what I want to
0: do. That's great. Uh, mine's to fly first class. No I'm just um, No, I, I would say my last the last one I'll kind of throw out there is kind of meaningful thoughtful time. I have done a pretty decent job of you know scheduling and, and making time, whether that be early in the morning or otherwise where I, I have a chance to kind of think. Um, and so trying to figure out how to more strategically use that time uh, thoughtfully is, is another one for me so so again, you know, just just some of its self betterment and and um, whether that be personal or professional, but uh, but yeah, these are great, man. These are great. So again, that's kind of our our take on uh, kind of easing into 24. Uh, certainly, the shows that will uh, be launching in January, we'll start doing our, our typical shows where we look at some of the different articles that are predicting, you know, different things around different topics and. The top XYZ trends for 24 and you yeah, all that kind of fun stuff. So we always enjoy doing that. So you can look forward to that in the new year. Certainly appreciate all you guys, the listeners, uh, the feedback. This is always a fun episode to do every year. So anything else you want to add, Chris?
1: Well, I just want to say also keep an eye out. We're, we have a lot of great guests that are going to be featured in next year on our show. So we really appreciate everybody listening in. So Uh, Everybody that has participated in our success, we're entering in our seventh year read of doing this. And I could say, I just want to have a lot of gratitude for you to read. I just love meeting with you at least once a week to chat about things. You know, when we first started this, I never thought we'd get this far. And I'm so excited that we have another year ahead of us.
0: That's right. We are Rolling into a new year, I feel much the same way and uh, certainly appreciate of the time. Uh, you as a co-host, for everyone listening, as listeners that give us a reason to do this. Uh, so for Chris Boyer, I'm Reed Smith. Sign off for the last time in 2023. We'll see you next week. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.